All right. So just to touch back on, uh, cause we were talking about favorite bands and stuff. I left out a whole bunch and even bands that I really listened to. So I'm really embarrassed about that. But you know, when I'm calling things off the cusp, there's so many bands I can't really remember. So on top of my favorite bands, my number one favorite band of all time is Guns N' Roses. I can't believe I forgot that. And then I have to go with Alkaline Trio, Misfits, AFI, you know, this, just the stuff, the hard hitters. Well, Those are the three, they're the same bands. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then also, too, uh, before we were getting started, I was watching this documentary on YouTube on the um, evolution of extreme metal. So it goes into not just like heavy metal, but it goes into like grindcore, death metal, black metal, Norwegian black metal. It was really dope. And it was just... Creed? Uh, Creed was left out, oh, unfortunately. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you know, we're not into Scott Stapp and his six-pack of Bud Lights a night, so... Um, it was fucked up though. Yeah, I know. He was tripping on the terrors of pot. So, <laughs> so it was really cool. If you have a chance, check it out. Um, even if you don't like heavy metal, it's really like low key and it shows you the evolution of what it comes to and like what these guys went through and stuff. It's on Banger. It's called it's on the channel Banger TV on YouTube. It's called The Evolution of Extreme Metal. So check it out. You'll learn something. If you like metal, if you don't like metal, if you don't even watch it, I don't give a shit. But it was pretty cool. back this podcast is scheduled for one fall with a 60 minute time limit hailing from the black corner at a combined weight of 666 pounds recording to you from beyond the grave i'm your boy xander hobbs this is bobby undeniable b and we're bringing you whoa the... whoa, whoa. What are, where what, what are we bringing them wrestleocalypse the wrestleocalypse is here so obviously many of you thought enjoyed our perspectives from the top rope but all things must end. And this is a new beginning. And you know what? We're coming into more of what our podcast is dealing with. You know, we do talk about professional wrestling, but we talk about a lot of stuff in between, and we usually tread on the darker side of life. And, you know, this is just going to be more of the same cool shit we're bringing you. Heels and faces living together, marks, smarks, and everyone in between just running roughshod. And it's going to be a new beginning. So we're coming at you with number one, with a bullet. With the Wrestleocalypse. Wrestleocalypse, yes. And also, if you are looking for a good perspective from View from the Top Rope, you can check them out on the YouTube. Um, there are a couple great guys from Wisconsin who love wrestling as much as us. Right. And definitely check them out. Give them some props. Uh, they were super cool. Obviously, we had the same name. They've been in the game a little bit longer. Um, yeah. so It's all business, and we're all cool with each yeah. other, and we're all just trying to present to you wrestling from our, our perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it's just really cool. And it's, you know, we're, you're, we're still going to be giving you the same hard-hitting cool shit. It's going to be harder now because it's the Wrestleocalypse. Oh, I love it. I love that name. And uh, we're gonna just be, be sure to keep a lookout because we are going to be starting a YouTube channel. Our boy is going to be drawing us some designs, some logos. We're going to have that set up. And it's just going to be – we're just we're – just, progressing forward moving forward and layering on top of all the good shit that we've been doing and hitting with you guys with so it's right. going to be rad so stay tuned without further ado the wrestleocalypse is here yes. we're starting with AEW, but we're going with AEW dark interesting combination how they do this right so the dark episodes drop on tuesday but they're actually from Wednesday's the previous week dark matches and if you get in that cycle of watching Wednesday, then Tuesday, they're actually doing a lot of storytelling in that one single hour. For sure. Um, and this week's was really good. Definitely continues on AEW's um, mission of redefining tag team wrestling because right. uh, both the first and last matches were really good tag team matches. First match, Private Party versus um, Best Friends. Great match. Great, great match, match. Great match. Um, Orange Cassidy always gets big pops. Yep. He's getting super over with the crowd. The crowd loves about. him. Yeah. And Dynamite. Um, obviously, Private Party, huge push. Yep. Yeah, they're, and, and rightfully so. You know, Even though these guys are still green, they're only going to get better. And the crowd loves them. They have a cool entrance. they got a cool vibe. They, you know, they have some things that they can iron out, but that's going to come with time. And I just think the ceiling is super high for these guys. And right. these guys are future champions, you know? Yeah, and I love the fact that we're seeing um, Jordans in the ring for people who should wear them. Yeah, yes. Not yeah. like some people. You know who I'm talking we about. We know who, yeah, we know. But, uh, yeah, super cool. Also, um, the, the Britt Baker wrestled. Very good, very good. Um, very good. We talk about it a lot. I think a lot of people in the IWC talk about it. The The women's division is a little bit of an afterthought with AEW right now. Um, but they've got some good talent. They I do. Like and here's, what, here's my... Um, they're, they're obviously molding Britt Baker to be the face of that division. And, you know, they're just waiting for her to, like, you know, iron out some of her kings because she's still pretty green herself. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I wish they would have done differently is, like, introduce the Joshis, the Japanese wrestlers, one at a time. Because they kind of just threw them all out there. And, you know, they didn't, you didn't really give the crowd time to, like, know them unless you already did. And I thought if they introduced them a week at a time, you could have, like, kind of stuck to them and who they were. Because even with me, there's only a handful that I know. And um, it just kind of, they kind of get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I feel like they wanted them in there wrestling because they are the ones who have the most ring experience. Yeah, I, I know. Show. Yeah, it, like yeah. Rio has wrestled a ton of matches, yeah. and uh, and they and have. Hikaru so. Shida is really awesome. Right. I love her. And so yeah, the women's division her. is getting great. We have um, it's growing. It's growing. We're hoping in twenty twenty, fingers crossed, that the undeniable one will make her way through there, and that yes. will just that will put that that division on the map. Honestly, it, oh yeah, that change that is a game changer for sure. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the young bucks. Best tag out, team in the business. And they closed out and they got a win. And yep. it was nice to see they wrestled. Good. They wrestled uh, those Japanese guys. I forget what they're called. Yeah. Um, but they, it was really good. It was a good match because good. they can wrestle a paper bag. Yeah, the, like the Young Bucks can wrestle any type of match. Those guys can wrestle the B team and make it a good match. You yeah, know? So. I mean, it might as well have been local talent. Although uh, they weren't local talent. It was a really good match. But AEW Dark continues to be. And they had really good vignettes. And Tuesday night's a great night of wrestling. You have AEW Dark. You have Impact. Impact. You know, We're going to talk about, we'll Impact, talk about a Impact a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself. I know. But I do like also with AEW Dark, like they're putting good good video packages together. If you didn't catch the previous week's episode and you just watched AEW Dark, they're doing enough to keep you in the loop. 
Right. And then Cody Rhodes has a segment where he's doing these interviews with some of the talent, and uh, his whole thing is like from undesirable to undeniable. Yeah. And I think that's a cool thing. I, I like think, it. I think it, it speaks to a lot of uh, fans who probably feel the same way. Yeah. Um, the underdog role that he's embraced and, and kind of gone for. So love AEW Dark Tuesday. Um, roll right into Wednesday, AEW Dynamite. Um, I thought it was a great, great week. Um, I think they've all been kind of great week. They did lose in the ratings. They did, but that was that was to be known because NXT is running their go home to to take over. To take over. You know what I mean? War Which, games. War games. And they didn't really punch too much on war games, but like it was a good NXT because they brought NXT. they brought the wood with everyone. And so I, I I'm thinking that the ratings will go back to where they are. AEW will probably get the win next week. Probably. Uh, but it was a, it was good. It was Wednesday night was good for both sides of wrestling. I agree. Like Bobby and I have always said. We don't have a dog in this fight. No one's putting money in our pockets. So all all we want is both shows to be good. And as long as they're good, we're going to keep watching. We want one other thing. Don't make us wait 24 hours. Like, I've got stuff. I've got a prodigy of wrestling that we're training every evening. I may not be able to catch your promotion, but maybe I have time on my uh, extended break at work. Right. And I would like to watch it. But no, you're not giving me this product. It should be for- up. 24 hours after it airs. It should be up 12, 12 hours. I agree, 12. 8 in the morning. If you if I need to catch up and watch me a little bit of AEW Dynamite or NXT, I should be able to do it. It disappoints me that I can't. I know, I know. Um, and so then what we're doing is you're scrambling. We're watching stuff that isn't actually making any of these promotions money, right. which doesn't help them out. Or we're just catching five-minute segments. But uh, I thought AEW Dynamite was great. One of the things I liked, a, I think the thing I liked a lot was I like the elimination challenge because there was a lot of storytelling involved. Um, number one, first thing, they're really pumping the Sean Spears Janela feud, which is good. It's given both those guys something to do, and it's like, and it's and it's extending it, which I oh, this is and cool. I think both of them are settling into where they should be. Oh yeah, they're upper mid card, up and not even upper, just mid mid card, mid card to maybe even yeah. lower mid card. And Janela's good because you can always throw him in there with Janela's a, with Jan- a Jimmy Havoc yeah. or Darby Allen or something. Janela's over. He's over. I'll give him that. Like I'm not the biggest fan of his style. But he's over. Well, and you feel that he should probably get in the gym. He should. I heard that last week. He should. You know, if you're going to wear a pair of tights, I mean, unless you're Le Champion, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? You should just be, in, not like look like a bodybuilder, but no. not have your gut hanging over your trunks. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Come on. I understand. But uh, I like that part about it. I also liked um, just continuing to allow MJF to just incite the crowd in every single yeah. way. One of the, uh, we're going to talk a little bit, in a, we'll follow it up with this. So, obviously, MJF gets the huge bu- booze because he prevents Jungle Boy from being in the top he took, two. He took a lot of shine away from people, which was good because, like which I said, good. they're really building good. heat on top of heat. And once him and Cody Rhodes get together, it's going to it's gonna blow the roof off the place. Is, because the is. Cody is already, he's the most over babyface in AEW probably right now. Oh, sure. He might be the most over babyface in professional Probably, wrestling. probably. Cause, and then with MJF, the, guy, the crowd, hate, they hated him already. And they're definitely going to hate him when he fights Cody. So it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. And then also, um, but MJF the good heel. And also proving that he is wise beyond his years as far as professional wrestler goes. Like he took the he took the bump from Billy Gunn. Yeah. He got the DX he sure ch- crotch chop, and then he took the bump, and then he was very heelish and not getting eliminated. Uh-huh. Eliminating Jungle Boy, who Luch Express 
super over. Yes. So crowd already don't doesn't like MJF, yep. and then it also is super good booking because I think MJF and Hangman Page is that's, that's good, right where they that, need to that's be. That's a good match, right? It's there. a perfect yeah. match, right? And then all the things they've been building with being the elite, um, I think it's just perfect. I right. think it was really good. So I like that match. As far as a wrestling match goes, it was not the best by no. any means. No, no, no. no. Um, but when you get like one of these 12 man, all these The Battle things, Royals are always a clusterfuck. So it's just like, I wasn't really too impressed with it. I was more impressed with like how it went towards in the end the story and the story telling. that it built. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, I did like uh, Britt Baker, who we just talked about, got a win. Took a loss, yeah. and now she's no longer the number one contender. No, because um, uh, now it's Hikaru Shida. Right, which is cool. Like, again... It's cool because Britt Baker's not quite ready to go for the title again. You know what I mean? So she needs to, like, just, you know, just probably iron out those kinks because there's still some spots that she misses. I'm not bagging on her on anything. I'm just, like, nitpicking to see... I'm seeing where they're looking at her. And I think that the, Britt Baker's got time. Because they're molding her to be the face of the division, so she'll and I, get there. I think that's one thing we need to constantly remind ourselves about this promotion is like a lot of these people are new, dude. We're like eight, nine. Yeah. Like if you take everything put together, we said it last week. It's like they don't have. They're building a lot. They're putting a foundation down. And Britt Baker, I think, is someone who she's got a cool stick. Stick. Uh, she's got some rub. She's if you're into the inner workings of wrestling, you know her connection, and so I think she's got nothing but upside. Yeah. And then so what they're doing is what they're I, what I believe they're doing is AEW, like we talked about, is relying on the the female wrestlers who have the most experience, and that's why we're seeing Awesome Kong, we're seeing the the, the Japanese females who have a lot of matches under their belts coming. And they're gonna they're gonna kind of run the show for a while, and the, and they're gonna help bring the, this other talent up, you right? Know? Right. And so I like that they did that, and then obviously, um, I wish I had a dinosaur. Yeah, especially I one mean, like Luchasaurus. Jesus, like this one was great because I don't even think he threw a move. I think I think they scattered away from him like the cockroaches they yeah. are. And then he wrestled that match against the librarian, Peter Avalon, and he did like three moves and the match was over because mm-hmm. he's still nursing that hamstring injury. So. And because he's so monster baby face over, he should be squashing fools. Yeah, I think so too. You know? Absolutely. 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 And Absolutely. I think I love what they're doing with him. I think they realize they've got a diamond right there. Yeah. And like people really love Jungle Boy and people are coming around to Marco's stunt. Yeah. And I think the whole dynamic works well. And uh, I'm just really excited. I'm glad he's back and... and I think they're booking it right. Kind of slow go. They should. He was able to come out. He threw. He threw a couple. Uh, he threw his move set. Um, he does. I mean, for as big as he is, to do the standing moonsault. It's I mean, it's super tremendous. Impressive. Yeah, it's very super impressive. impressive. Very impressive. Let alone when he's like, like he he hasn't done it, but he'll plant on the second rope and throw insecurities and different. He's different kicks, the guy. Like, well, the guy's got a master's degree in uh, ass kicking. Well, oh, at that. And I forget what the other one is. I was listening to the interview, but he also is—he's got a degree in kinesiology, so ah, the guy knows how the body works. And sure. the guy, the guy obviously takes care of himself. So it's just crazy. I didn't know how watching this guy, this couple episodes I watched him at Lucha Underground, and seeing where he is now, it's just the guy's only going to get better. Yeah, and, he's totally going to get better. And then obviously, uh, main event: Moxley, Darby Allen, two of the most over yep. characters in AEW for sure. Possibly, I think Moxley is as 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 over as like it is, like we said in past podcasts this is the john moxley that the wwe didn't 
um, didn't nurture and they yeah. didn't they didn't make him to be out this. They just neutered him and became they gave him this zany character and this is that wasn't him and you could tell because he wasn't he was just going through the motions. This one this is all one hundred percent John Moxley. This is the John Moxley that should have been Dean Ambrose. Yeah, indeed. And then Darby Allen is he's got so much charisma. He connects to the crowd so well. Yeah, just him coming out with the, in the body bag, like, that was great, you know? Yeah, I loved how he accepted the challenge, Yep, how he comes out to the ring. I love how Moxley um, countered the coffin drop. Yes, very good. So it shows they're both, obviously, uh, Darby Allen, though, I guess, green. He doesn't he's, seem green, he, but he's inexperienced. But, but, yeah, we don't he, know him. he takes a lot of crazy bumps, and... But the thing is, he can wrestle, and John Moxley showed his technical side too, showing that he's not just a deathmatch guy, you know, because he wrestled, he wrestled um, Darby Allen pretty much for that match, right. especially with that counter on the coffin drop. And we talked about it. It's like I think, I think people want that to be a pay per view match. Yeah, and I was telling Bobby like I was kind of disappointed with the match, but then what he told me is like it's a TV match. You know what I mean? They're kind of holding back, which is good because you can't. You don't want to just give them the steak all at one time. You know, you want to show some sizzle. You want to leave some fuel left in the tank for if they even meet again. Right. And I think they will. Yeah, I think so, I too. I think they will. But I think that's down the road. I think all they're doing is putting Allen more over and over and over yeah. each week with every, whether it's AEW Dark, everything he's doing, the crowd just reacts to it. And it and shows that you can be put over in losses. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Because Darby Allen just keeps There's a science get, of it. Yeah, Bar- Darby Allen keeps getting over and over, and he hasn't won that many matches. No, so. no. He lost to Le Champion. Yep, and then he just took a he took an he L took to Mox. To so. Moxley. So, um, but really good episode of AEW Dynamite. All together, AEW continues to put out a really good product. Um, interesting that we don't... We don't have a December pay-per-view on the schedule, at least yeah, that I know of. Yeah, full gear was the last pay-per-view of the year. Of the year. Yeah. So they've got, a, they've got a couple weeks. They're going to build up. It's going to be interesting to see what, well, what they the, roll out next on a, on a big time What they show. were saying, when the, new year, when the new year begins, they're going to reset the records, which I, I'm not, I'm, I got that. But at the same time, too, someone mentioned it to me that they should reset it after their huge pay-per-view. So after, what uh, I guess, All Out is their big one. So that's like their WrestleMania. So after their WrestleMania-ish pay-per-view, they should reset the records from there because that's a, technically the start of a new season. But they're doing what they're doing, and it's fine. I'll take right. it from and, here. And maybe they're just looking at the calendar year, and maybe they're going to start building their calendar differently. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like All Out was their biggest one because it was their first real big one. Like Very We don't true. know how that's all going to yeah, iron I know, out yeah. in the end, especially as they grow. But um, Wednesday night, as we say... In the WrestleOcalypse. It's the best night in pro wrestling. God damn right it is. And right after or during AEW Dynamite, depending on what your AV system is, you might have multiple big screens going to watch all the action. But NXT, go home show. Uh, first off, typically NXT takeovers are... Wait, the- hold on. I just have to let you know, you had multiple, you said multiple AV systems. I have like five big screen TVs in my house that, well, I get to watch like all, everything all at the same time while taking copious notes. So yes, I watch them. I give ratings to both, but go ahead. Yes, indeed. Um, for those of you who are still watching on 19 inches CRT monitors though, you may not, but NXT go home show, um, war games takeover, typically takeovers. They have a 50-50 chance of overshadowing um, the next day's pay-per-view yeah. at any given moment. And we can definitely talk about some of the big ones. But uh, this was their go-home show, and I thought it was a great one. It was great. It was really, really, really good. Um, we had Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley wrestling in a good match. It was obviously ended in a no contest, but you know, which extended what was happening with the War Games thing. 
We had Matt Riddle in another awesome match with Ricochet. You know, which again we always talk. You want three things: who, who, are we, who who's why, fighting, why, and why are we, we watching? Yeah. Um, this one is like who. I'm in. Yeah. I just want to watch this I just match. want to watch them wrestle. It's two of yeah. my favorite guys, and they're wrestling. It was a great match. Uh, all these matches were actually good. Mm-hmm. We had the Undisputed Era going up against a very hard-hitting, snug match know, against the Revival. No, Apparently, in the the, uh, the injury report, yeah. which you can watch on the YouTube, um, there are some people of the Undisputed Era who may need some plastic surgery. Yeah, they'll be talking to Charlotte Flair's surgeons. So. But they're going to be wrestling in yeah. both of the... Uh, I liked um, so I, don't don't feel too bad for that. I liked at the end of the undisputed revival match where uh, they had Scott Dawson in the middle and they had Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. They were setting him up for the high low and Scott Dawson goes kiss my ass and they hit him with the move and won the match. It was just great wrestling and it just shows what the revival can do. They're really being held back on Raw and, yeah. or on SmackDown, whatever they're on. In the WWE. Yeah, they're just really being held back on the main roster. They really, really showed what these guys can do. They're an old school uh, wrestling team, uh, a throwback to the Minnesota Wrecking Crew and the Brain Busters. That's why I love their name, the Revival. Yeah, they're they're not reviving tag team wrestling, they are the Revival, so it's cool. Um, Dakota Kai took another loss. Yeah, I'll talk about that in my um, top five, bottom five. Right. Um, Viking Raiders, Forgotten Sons. I couldn't care less about the Forgotten Sons. The Viking Raiders. That's the Viking Raiders that I know when they're in the NXT crowd. You know what I mean? They did the war chant, and you know, they're just, you could just see how these guys are just being held back on the main roster. They're just being so constricted of what they can do. And it's just like when Triple H tells them, he's like, go out there, this is how much time you have, make it happen. This is who goes over. Yeah, it, it stinks in a lot of yeah. ways because I, I'm not a Viking Raiders fan because I just. It... And I was because I watched them in Ring of Honor as the war machine. And then, you know, they just turned me off. And it's not their fault. They're doing what they're told on Raw. And, you know what I mean? They're just capable of so much better. Yeah, it's a shticky gimmick, but that's needed, I think. But they're capable of so much more. If you're not a fan, you're not a fan. But I just think they're way better than what they're showing on Raw. Yeah, and then obviously um, Adam Cole. Cole, baby. baby. Uh, and obviously, who just came in last week to join the Champa stable. Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, and they had a uh, War Games Advantage ladder match, which again... Which, was cool because it was really kind of the only thing that really progressed the war games. Yeah, so they stuff. didn't really. It, they they my only drawback on NXT was they didn't really promote the war games. They no. kind of set up for Survivor Series, which was kind of a buzzkill. But you know what? It, it, They're going to turn it out on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday so. is going to be great. So it, it was a great night of wrestling again. Both of these promotions uh, showed up, turned it out. Obviously, we talked about it. NXT got the rub on the ratings. Because obviously they're really interconnected with the Survivor Series right. run-up. Um, and it's good. And they've done it right. And so I was really happy with both shows. Um, last week, if you listened, which I'm sure you did because you're listening now, uh, we were actually kind of, we did our podcast while watching uh, the SmackDown. And so you heard most of our opinions about it. But we have to just come back to the very end. Um Love, love, loved the Firefly Funhouse Miz TV segment. Uh, Chilling to watch Bray Wyatt chant yes in such a demonic, maniacal way. And um, 
Daniel Bryan looked a little bit shook. He did. He really did. It was did. good. I think uh, this is the feud that we wanted. It's just from... going to be a great contrast of styles, man. You have The Fiend, who's just a bruiser, hard-hitting, maniacal. And then you have Daniel Bryan, who is kind of on the fence. He's a tweener, but then he's the, he's a technical wrestler. So it's going to be interesting. I just hope they don't have... But he's have... also conflicted on the inside. That's, I agree. I just hope they don't have that goddamn red light on. Just I know. They, should, they need off. to get the red light off. Get and it Especially out because rumors... We haven't been there, but... Rumors are that it affects the crowd because if you're in the upper seats, you can't the red light washes thing. everything yeah. out. Especially when the guy is coming out with like red on his face and red on his pants. Um, granted, I don't think that would have saved the Hell in the Cell match because it was terrible. Yeah. But uh, just you don't need to do that nonsense. So um, that's uh, SmackDown. SmackDown, we're a little early tonight. SmackDown's going to kick off here in about 45 minutes. Yep. It's going to be their go-home show. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they book that. I imagine there's going to be some NXT talent busting in um but we'll see and then obviously we got to talk about it for all of you who have indigestion it's probably because you watch raw oh god um, what a terrible show it's just drizzling shit what a terrible as, uh, show as uh, xander would say um the thing that, that Ooh, it's that, bad the thing that really just quick hits uh anytime buddy murphy wrestles i like it now that was a great match and that was a good match against tozawa um, obviously, both former uh, Live Two Five Cruiserweight yeah. guys love seeing that. Um, I don't. I'm not excited about seeing Seth Rollins wrestle ever anymore. No. Um, I did really like the Triple H Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, brought some continuity. Promo. Yeah. One improved our point about Triple H being long winded because <laughs> he. I don't think Kevin Owens said a word. No, he didn't say a goddamn thing. And that's classic Triple H. I know, right and, there, but dude. it was cool. It was a little bit of the like pulling the curtain back. Yeah. I like how he brought up some cool stuff with the John Cena. Yeah. And when Kevin Owens, like, we're big, big, big Kill Steen Kill fans. Yeah, for sure. So we're still big Kevin Owens fans. Absolutely. I'm probably going to be wearing a Kevin Owens shirt in the next couple of days because I, I really enjoy him. I think he's really good. Yep. He's one of the best talents. So I think so. And he sold the and he sold his whole role in this promo really well. Yeah, it's good. It ended how we expected with the rosters coming out and yeah. kind of the melee. Um, super cool though. Really enjoyed that. And the only other thing I could really say well two things. Um I like the Rey Mysterio, uh Brock Lesnar stipulation with the Noles Bark. I feel that it's gonna give it makes it more believable. Rey Mysterio is gonna use a bunch of weapons. Do I think Graham Sears is going to go over? No. Nah. But I think it's going to be a good match. I think he's going to get some good rub. And yeah. Hopefully it's a good, like, he's a great wrestler. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, Graham so Mysterio is. For let sure. him, let him, I, I, I hope he does it. go over. I don't mind it. Yeah. If he goes over and has one more title run, one cool. More title, and even if he loses it on Monday. Hey, you know, um, dude, Graham Mysterio. Okay that too. Yeah. You know, the guy's put in some work. He's one of he's a legend. He's had titles. Yeah, and he's you know, had great matches. And he, he deserves he deserves all this rub that he's getting exactly. right now for one last run. So good kudos to Rey Mysterio and kudos to Brock Lesnar for being interested in this too. Exactly. And then the thing I'm most interested in though is I think that Ricochet and Randy Orton are gonna have a cool thing. Like because yeah. the only person who's better than Brock Lesnar when he's interested is, is Randy, Randy Orton, Orton if he's interested in a program. Oh, the guy's surgical. And I. I, Ricochet is as technical. And Ricochet good is as very I good, and I think this will this will with the Randy Orton dust on him. It'll give Ricochet because he's not really he, he connects with the crowd when he wrestles, but not so much like when he's talking on the mic. I think I don't think there should ever be a mic in front of Ricochet. You know, the superhero nonsense should stop and just have him wrestle. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I mean, the superhero nonsense is what it is. It's oh, I know, I know, I know. I don't mind that as much because when he wrestles, he's still able to be good. Right. I still. 
still am super disappointed because I really want them to to return to the AJ Styles Ricochet program. I do too. Because I think that would I mean that wrestling those two guys wrestling against each other can go up against any indie program. Anything you want to say is better wrestling, more technical. No, those two guys uh, they can go as good as anybody in the game, and if they're together, you know it's going to be fantastic. Agree to agree. So. Um, and then to, you know, like I said, to, to round out our coverage of kind of the week in wrestling, uh, impact set the IWC on fire on Tuesday. Oh yeah. And how they did it was, um, that's, you know, they had some matches and stuff. Impact's always good, but really it came down to the six person elimination challenge. Number one contender match, obviously against thumbs up. Thumbs down. Our boy, Sammy Callahan. One of the best heels in the game. Yep, so good, sure, so sure. good. Uh, Six-man contenders match. Um, Tuesday night, I was looking on the Twitter machine, and I was like, something's going on. I mean, just look at the names they have in this match. You have Michael Elgin, Rich Swan, uh, Moose, Moose, Daga, Daga um, and, and then, of course, Brian Cage, and then Undeniable Tessa Blanchard. And, right. Man, it was just great. I mean, Michael Elgin is just, the guy's a specimen. He's a... He is, and I love how they did this. So instead of like a melee Royal Rumble style, it was one person at a time. Yeah, it's like a gauntlet. Winner stays a gauntlet, and so obviously, um, Rich Swan was in there for like over a half hour. And Rich Swan is great. Just he's great putting on a show. And like I said, the IWC. If you're on the Twitter machine, uh, much appreciation. And then of course. Eventually, he, you know, he uh, he comes up short. Uh, he takes a weapon X. So Sick basically, move, and yeah. who's the last one who comes out? It's Tessa Blanchard. Undeniably, yeah. Tessa Blanchard. Um, they and, then, and they had a she, that was a hard hitting match with her and Brian Cage. And Brian yeah. Cage, if you haven't seen Brian Cage, do yourself a favor and dial up the Google machine. And uh, the guy's a monster. Mm-hmm. And Tessa Blanchard's a big girl herself. But you know, compared to Brian Cage, and the, the match, what I what I was talk, talking to Bobby about is just like. You tread, you have to, you tread a thin line when you're doing these intergender matches because you have to make it believable, but you have to also you can't expose the talent. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like they did it right. Tessa Blanchard snuck one in and beat Brian Cage, and now she's the number one contender to go against uh, Sammy Callahan for the title. Yeah, which is going to be um, it's going to be good it's gonna be because they fought before, so it's gonna, yeah, it's, yeah. That's one thing Impact does really well is, uh, and they actually had a, a, a an intergender match earlier on in the show. Um, I really like her, um, uh, Jordan Grace. Gr- Jordan Grace is great. And I love Ty Valkyrie yeah. too. But, and then, uh, she played the chicken shit heel really great. And mm-hmm. she had her boy, Johnny Bravo, just take the beating, the, the you beating. know, because Jordan Grace is someone that could whip my ass. Dude, Jordan uh, Grace, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Grace's powerlifting technique is amazing. Yeah. She's, like, she's off the hook. Yeah. She's, so she's I can't awesome. wait for her match with Ty Valkyrie. That's going to be, that's in the works. So right. impact has been great. I have yeah. no, I have no questions about that. No. And we've talked about it before. It's just, uh, it's just more content we're trying to keep up with. Uh, but it's good content. Yeah, It's, for just, sure. it's very good. Yes. And, uh, we've got a timer going now. And so I think the announcer would match. 30 minutes left. Uh, and when 30 minutes comes up, that means we're going to go um, hit the head, get some refreshments. We're going right. to come back with the greatest segment in professional wrestling. What do we call it? We like to call it cool motherfucking shit. Word to your mother. We're going to be back. Hey, check out the sick track first, though. Boom. We're out.
We're back and I hope you enjoyed the soothing sounds of Venom. And uh, before we get into our predicts of NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series, just want to do a little bit more house cleaning. When I walked in the house today, I was told by Betty Rebel that she got Bobby and I tickets to December 30th, Monday Night Raw at the Staples Center. The house that Kobe built. It is going to be tremendous. We will be live tweeting. We will be having our Seth Rollins is not cool signs. And we will just be soaking in all that goodness. And definitely, um, we're going to be running some polls. I'm interested to see what shirt you want us to wear. Should I be wearing, are we going to go double Bray Wyatt? Are we going to go Bullet Club? Uh, Should I bust out some Imperium? I don't know. We got a long time. Maybe to... you can wear the vintage um, CM Punk work shirt. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. Or I can wear the sweet AJ Styles shirt that I'm wearing right now. That is true. He is the phenomenal one. He's so good. Very good. So big, big ups to Betty Rebel. Yeah, that was Betty mad. Rebel. She lets us do this. Uh, we've got. We're building the, the, the studio. Yeah, and back to the studio. We're going to be having this YouTube thing out real goddamn soon. Right. So just be on the lookout. Um, we're just doing this YouTube thing so as another platform. And most importantly, it's to put two super good-looking faces to these two silver-tongued devils that are bringing you just this hard-hitting shit every indeed, week. Indeed, So indeed. it's going to be really fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's going to be radical. And it's uh, the channel is called Xander and Bobby's Wrestleocalypse. Uh, so you can check it out. There's nothing on there now. There's going to be some promos. We're going to be cutting promos. We're going to be showing the show. Um, we're just going to be further diving into the rabbit hole that is wrestling. And we'll have like, you know, even between podcasts, we'll have five minute snippets of like yeah, you know, what yeah. we're doing and stuff like that. It's just going to be a lot of cool content. We're just building more content of what we're doing right now. Yeah. And you know, I've been itching because, uh, the most underrated, uh, wrestling product out there is still live 205. Yeah, very true. And, very true. Um, yeah, and since I'm going to be on camera, I'm really going to get after get cutting that weight. So yeah, there it is. There it is. So I will have to be bringing up the rear for that 666 pound combined weight limit. So. I know it's okay, but I saw you smash a bunch of pizza right there. I did. So. I ate about three pieces. No crust though. But I will be in the gym tomorrow. So. Yes. Yes. Well, that's good because you got to put the weight on. I absolutely. Just turn into muscle. Muscle absolutely. weighs more than, than fat. fat. That's what they that's, say. That's, that's the that's deal. A, that's, right? that's, that's the deal. deal. That's the deal. So, so what do we have going up right now? What? Well, obviously we always like to start the cool shit, shit. off with the mailbag. The mailbag. Ding 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 ding. And we've got some. Pretty cool questions right here. Got about goddamn time. So the first one is from Freddie Walmart. And this is an interesting one. It's a very tough one. So I'm going to start it off with this, get the hard shit out of the way. Who is in your Mount Rushmore of wrestling and who and would Chris Jericho be in it? Oh, man, I'm going to leave this one off. My Mount Ru- Chris Jericho would not be in my Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And it's not an indictment of what he is. But the thing is... There's only four spots. There's four spots. And here's, here's my Professional four. Professional wrestling yeah. is deep. Yeah, here's my four spots, and I have to do it like this. This is object, uh, objective, subject, subjective. Sorry. I guess. Subjective. I know you just call it down the middle. I do. I really but. do. But but here's my four. We've got Ric Flair. You know, it's Nature st- Boy, Nature Boy style, profile, cutting promos in the suits. The guy, the sixty minute man. You know that that's enough said. Then Which we have the insiders will tell you better than Hogan. Yep. And then speaking of that, which is a perfect story, got to put in Hulk Hogan. How he's, could he, he not? He's the, he's the one that 
put it on the map, the Rock and Wrestling Revival, you know what I mean? He's the one that... Just a brother, the Python, you know, Hulkamania. You put it on the mainstream. If you ask someone even now that doesn't watch wrestling, they know who Hulk Hogan is. Right. So the other one I have to put down is Stone Cold because he took where Hogan left off. Stone Cold Steve Austin drew the most money. He sold the most merchandise. He bought wrestling. Still probably still. Yes, probably still. Still brought the wrestling boom up one notch. And then the other one I have is The Rock. Because, you know, he's he transcended wrestling because now he's the highest paid actor he's in Hollywood. He's the biggest actor in and, Hollywood. And, you know, he's he pretty much he pretty much became too good for the for wrestling. And the reason why I don't have Chris Jericho out, he's just right on the outside looking in because he's just not at that level where those guys are. And he's at that no. level. I put them at the level with him, Triple H, Randy Orton, just on the outside, just looking in on yeah, that. Just that yeah. second tier. Second so it's tier. interesting. So are we talking about the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers i put it on the mount rushmore who did everything in the business and then outside okay. as well that's well, what then, i did then it's like uh grill monsoon vince mcmahon you know it's like yeah. you expanded beyond that but as wrestlers like you i feel like you kind of broke it down like who are the in-ring performers who are on the mount Rushmore? right but the thing is like i wouldn't but put, in the like, game in the wrestling game yeah. there's some but this is like yeah I, I excluded bret hart i excluded Shawn michaels because sure. they didn't they didn't transcend like the four that I mentioned did. You know, right, I mean, right. You, you can even you put can. John Cena in that, but I'm not going to because I think Ric Flair had a bigger impact than John Cena did. Even though John Cena, you know, has the Make a Wish and all that stuff. I, that this is mine. Obviously, it's subjective. Bobby, sure. what do you have? So, like I said, I think if 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 we're just talking about in ring or not is I think a, a defining question because like if you're talking about the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Uh, Vince McMahon has to be on it for sure. If that's what you want, that's fine. Right, because like what he's for better or worse, where we are in today's professional wrestling um, environment is completely based on his actions and what he was able to do. Yeah. Um, so like, if it's that, you got to go. I think Gorilla Monsoon is one of the most respected names in professional wrestling. Okay. Based on everything he did to the game. All right. That's two. Hulk Hogan has okay. to be. He has to be in everyone. He just has I think he to. has to be in everyone. Like, regardless of whether you didn't like his sex tape or not, or whatever <laughs> it may or may not be, his show. Um, no, but he's just the impact that he had on the business. I know. And right. it's a, this is a great segue, right? So, um, you watched it. I didn't. Great show. The Toys That Made Us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This season... They, they had the wrestling toys. Which were, uh, like, I had a bunch of wrestling toys. So I had the bendable. I had the I, ones, too. I had the bendables. I had the pillows. Yeah, I had the wrestling buddies. Then I they had, had the, the ring. Yep. Like, I, and the, it was all the same generation. Yeah. And the thumb. Like, there were so many good toys. Right. So you, um, have, uh, you have two to go. No, I have, I've got uh, you have, you McMahon, have McMahon Monsoon, Monsoon, and Hogan. Yeah. You have one to go. I'm sorry. One to go. And uh, it's got to be Andre the Giant. Okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's a very different top. That's a di- very different Mount Rushmore. But I agree with all of those where you're saying. I mean, they're all seminal to the what we have right. now. Right. No, I know. But yeah. I like yours too because yours is more like influential to where we're at now. Yes. Exactly. But I think they're both equally important. Yeah. And this this is like with anything, when you get into these Mount Rushmores, you're limited to four people, yeah. and you have to decide. It's like the MVP. What really matters, right. you know? And but I think both of those. I think there's a lot of people who who did great things in wrestling, but I think 
Andy, obviously, Hogan has to be number one in the end. Yeah, because he's the one that got the ball rolling pretty much. You know, Well, I, mean? I think like, everybody knows who Hulk Hogan yeah, is. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone. So, great question. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the great question. And it's interesting. I'm sure if you asked me it next week, it would be t- my answer would be entirely different. Uh, mine will stay the same. But, yeah. Um, this next one's from Leviathan. So, who do you think is next in line for uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, to not only face, but beat him for the title eventually? That's an interesting question because I think AEW has got a lot of options to book. Yeah. Um, I think as of right now, the way that they've been booking, it's John Moxley. I mean, I think they're going to have a lot. I think it's going to lead up to a long program with Jericho. And I think Moxley will be eventually be the one to take the title off of him. Just by the way they're booking it right now. They could totally throw a curveball and I could be totally wrong. But this is just the way I see it right now. Yeah. I feel like the next... Challenger will be Pac. Omega will interfere. The wins and losses thing, like how they've built it. Yeah. But I think that's the way to do it, especially uh, we didn't really talk about it too much. But um, one of our favorite things from uh, Dynamite was the Omega vignette lifting weights. Lifting, like, 20 pounds, whole, like 45 pounds. Yeah. The whole, just the whole storyline of his, he's in the. The doldrums, the, yeah. the darkest it's, it's that of dark spiral, you and know? he's gonna bring it out, and he's already calling Pac out. Yeah, and Pac is already pretty much like he's online to be the next contender. Yeah, because I think he's probably the he's probably the best record. I mean, he's so. only he has the, I don't think he's lost. He lost to Pangman. Pangman, and yeah. that, but so he's had one loss. We did this last time. Yeah, one loss. One uh, the time decision against Moxley. That's right. Yeah. That's when he so he when so he's only had one actual loss. Yep. one no decision, all wins. He's pretty much in line, um, and he can't go over against Jericho. No, so and that's a hard match to book because they're both heels. And uh, but like, yeah, maybe. But it gives Omega the it gives chance. Omega the chance to and sneak in he, and ruin it, exactly. and that opens up that program. So very, very astute assumption. Yeah, so but I nice. believe I believe it'll be Pac. Pac will be the next program. I think it'll be a short program. I still see Jericho retaining for a while. I I would not be surprised if in twenty twenty Mox gets the rub. And he's the one. Um, he's just so over, and he can do no wrong. Yeah, and people love sure. him. Uh, I think they slow burn that one though too. Like, I hope you know, so. Yeah. We keep telling the slow burn, and they keep Hot shot, putting the, yeah. the 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 benzamine torch on that. I shit. know. Like, but I know. we'll see. Also, um, the MJF Cody program. Like again, um, I don't think that's gonna come into play. But there is a chance that MJF. Uh, could could challenge for the title because yeah. I don't think he's lost. Mm-mm. I don't even know if he's wrestled that much, but uh, he hasn't. No, but he's not going to lose no. in the near future. I tell you that. Right yep. now. Thanks for the so, question, Leviathan. Good question, Leviathan. By the way, Leviathan, when I played Magic, was an excellent card to have. Very, very, very true. Not as good as the uh, the assassin, but the royal assassin. But anyways, this I next digress. this next one comes from Electrohead Dante. He goes, and this is pretty cool. He goes, how do you guys come up with the songs that you're going to put in for your interludes and outros to your podcast? Well, I'll just lead off on that because that's basically all me. And the thing is, what I decide is most of the time it's how I'm feeling, what I'm listening to at the time. Or there's other times where I'll just be sitting there getting ready for the podcast and we'll hear a song playing on the uh, Spotify machine and we'll decide on that. But 
It's just really like that was I, last week's Lily Allen. We walked in was, and I was playing. Was like, oh, this is the this is obviously exactly. It. So it just depends, and like I said, it's a lot to do with my mood. It's a lot to do exactly. what I've been listening and you know stuff like that. And it goes, you know, I know I know it's a lot of it's heavy metal based, but as you can, if you go back in the archives, it's um there's a lot of there's Madonna in there, there's a lot of punk rock. So mm-hmm. it just it just depends. You'll never know. You'll never yeah. hear any country music or like you know, Barbara Streisand or anything like that. So don't get your hopes up with that stuff. No. And the walkout music, again, we were going to talk about it. It's how we're feeling our mood as professional wrestlers, as characters. Or earlier on, if you listen to the previous iteration of Wrestleocalypse, is we were actually giving professional wrestlers good music come out to yeah. based on their characters and their abilities and what they did. Right. So that's how we broke it down. But yeah. Xander always comes up with the great interlude and the outro music. Uh, so, great question. All right, thank again. you for the questions. And then we're going to send you a new email to send these questions out because the other one is not going to is going to be moot pretty soon. So once we get that settled in, we'll dial that in, and then we'll come. So we'll have the mailbag continuing. So that's it for the mailbag. So we're going to be moving on next to our top five, bottom five. Right. So um, let's do it this way. Your top five, my top five, your bottom five. Right, bottom yeah. Five. That's how we did it okay. last time. Yeah. I know. Just, oh, we're establishing. Okay. It's a new segment. Okay, got it. We're just got trying it. to get the ground right. rules down. Just making you know, sure. Just okay. making sure. So uh, top five, bottom five. Your top five. All right. We're going to go five to one. Five to we one. We didn't do that last time. I think yeah, I did, I, I did five to one. I don't think I did that. You didn't, but yeah, it's okay. Because I started the whole thing. So off. my top five. So last week I had Bailey at the five. She's getting pushed out for a tie of Valkyrie. I just like how she's the longest reigning Impact champion. The chick can wrestle. I've been watching her for a long time, and I like this chicken shit heel like uh, heel that she's playing. She's very good, and the match with her and Jordan Grace is going to be off the hook. So she's my number five. Number four, I have Dominic Dijakovic because the guy's coming to his own. He had a great match with Adam Cole, and I think this is going to be his coming out party at War Games. You know, seeing to where he's at. When was the last time you saw some dude that big in a ladder match? I know, and the way he's the guy- not like a. I mean, it's okay. I get like, I get the Hardys and yeah, Edging Christian. Right. I don't get this guy who just steps in the ring, steps over the top rope, uh-huh. in stereo, choke slamming yeah. fools, and now he's like, oh, by the way, next week, sure, put me on a ladder match. Yep. You're as big as the ladder. Yeah, exactly. And the guy, the, his agility, his oh. move set. The sky's the limit for the guy. He can brush yeah. up on his mic skills, but yeah. that's about it. That's a nitpick. But the guy, the ceiling's really high for that guy. So he's my number four. Number three. I got Rhea Ripley Ooh. because when she came first came out, I was just like, okay, another big chick. But the way she's improved and the way she's done it and the way she connects with the crowd and the way she's just been getting better, it's just been like I I see her as being the one to dethrone finally dethrone Shayna Baszler. And you know, again, this is going to be her coming out party at War Games. So she is a face. I mean, she's like. She's a face because she was a heel in NXT UK. Right, right, right. So here's my question. Is she the first British accent wrestler to be... She's actually Australian. I know. But okay, so I'm sorry. Of the of the accent, right? Like yeah. the the British yeah. English accent. Yeah. They're always booked as heels. They always. Because, always. Because they're like... The Jumax are heels. Heel. Like all, all of that, them. They're all like snarky. All like just really I we, technical. I guess like, Americans we just don't like. We their, just don't like the Brits. Or, like you know. oh, you're old English. F you. Yeah, guys. exactly. And I love her though. I, love I think her. that's. She's I think great. it's great. And I think the way she's crystallized uh, this faction against Baszler. Yeah. 
hopefully she'll get the rub go over. Yeah, and I think she could. She's one of those characters that can go both ways. She can be she could be a badass baby face, and she can be a monster heel. So yeah. she could go. You're gonna have to explain that to me later. I think though. I will. And then number two, we have Darby Allen because the way this guy is just the moment the the wave of momentum that this guy is riding is so tremendous. The way he connects with the crowd without saying anything, and the way that he's just getting built on not that many wins. You know, what I mean, he loses a lot, but he's, he's being built on tough losses. Yeah, it's that's great. what, I, which is great because it shows that you don't have to always build people by just beating the shit out of the whole roster. Right. And the way that you see the faces painted in the crowd, you see him coming out with the body bag and this coming skateboarding. He connects to different sections of people, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's really, really fucking cool. Like the the sky is the limit for Darby Allen. And number one, twist number bro. number one is I gotta go with John Moxley. Because Damn, our top five is way different. Go on. <laughs> I got to go with John Moxley because another guy who, you know, he was in the WWE, he had a run there, and the thing is, now we're seeing him back to form, and we're seeing just how he's just, like, unhinged, and he's almost like a Stone Cold-esque character. He's flipping the crowd off. He's, he's flipping the authority off, and he's just having, and he's wrestling these great matches. He can wrestle with anybody. He had a match with Omega. He just had this match with Darty Allen. He just, he, and the thing is, the man, this is the Moxley that we've been waiting to see. Like I've been watching him since CZW, but the way this guy has evolved as a character and as a wrestler is just a lot to be said. And man, like I said, I think he's the next one in line to probably dethrone Chris Jericho for the title. He's the number one. He's the number one in the AEW right now, record-wise. So you know, next to Pac. So he's my number one for this week. Wow, way different than mine. Number five, John Moxley. Okay. <laughs> he's good. No, yeah. obviously no, okay. very good, very yeah. good. Um, number four. Pains me to keep her this low, but Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard after that. that I, I almost had her in my top five, but I feel like these people had a little bit one up on her. I know, but the, I mean, the way she came out and she, she captured that win and, and everything and, and she's undeniable. She's no, undeniable. absolutely right. I agree. Um, number three. So this is tough because the three, two, one all gets really kind of convoluted. So um, number three, I'm gonna have to go with Okay, so number three, I'm gonna switch up. Number three is going to be Triple H. Okay. Okay. Because like part of it is because he's he has the ability to put himself over. Yeah. And he has totally in this. Survivor Series run-up, he is, although not going to wrestle, because we know every time he wrestles, he gets fucking injured yeah. now. Yeah. And and anyone who says he's going to wrestle, he's not going to wrestle, because he got injured at Crown Jewel like nonsense. Like 10 minutes. Yeah, so, but he is basically the Paul Heyman for NXT, yeah. and has inserted himself, as we said, with the Kevin Owens uh-huh. thing. So number three, uh, Triple H, and then this one, I just have to do it. I can't I can't help myself, but it's, it's 1A, 1B. And it's DB and The Fiend. All right. I like it. Because when like we it. ended last week and The Fiend was saying yes, or I'm sorry, Bray Wyatt was saying yes, that program has the potential to be the best. They are I agree. with their character. First off, David Ryan is the best. The best. He he's is the best. Yeah. And if he's not the best because AJ Styles South, is the best yeah. or something, he is They're right interchangeable. There. They're they interchangeable. They are. And his, Daniel Bryan's ability with the crowd, though, yeah. and his character and the Fiend, oh, man, I just hope they don't blow it like they did, like they tend to do, 
But I think those two guys right now are top of the heap. 1A, 1B. Uh, it's a yeah, slam dunk. Yeah. So those are mine. Got to give Tessa Blanchard the rub because I thought that was great this week. And they're building her up. And I, I guarantee, I guarantee that her match with Sammy Callahan is going to be Redunctive. Yeah, I agree. So, Boom, uh, top, five, top five, top five, bottom five, bottom five. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, so, my bottom five, number five, is Lana because she can't read her she, lines. She can't, she can't act, and she says she has an acting coach. She obviously needs a new one. And this whole thing with this whole storyline is, is bunk. And so, it's just it's the drizzling shits. That's Lana, number five. Number four, Jake Hager. Just because I've never been sold on him when he was Jack Swagger, I was like, the guy looks like he's going to. He's going to take a picture for his fourth grade school picture. He looks like he enjoys the taste of Tide Pods with Rod Gronkowski. I just don't like the guy. Who doesn't? Yeah, so number three is, um, and this is, uh, number three is the Desi Hit Squad from TNA, or from uh, Impact. Impact, yeah, they, yeah. And they, you know, they're... I just don't like them, dude. I'm not sold. I'm not, I just, I just don't like it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Just, if you, if you don't want, I, I don't want to explain it because it's, it's moot. But just do yourself a favor if you want. Fire up the Google machine and then see it and you'll know what I'm talking about. Number two, and this isn't an indictment on her. This is just more about how she's booked. It's Dakota Kai. I was really excited for her coming back. But then she's like taking a bunch of losses. And I feel like she's going to cost Rhea Ripley's team the match inadvertently. And it's going to lead to a heel turn, which isn't needed. Because I think Dakota Kai is a better version of Bailey than Bailey when she was the hugger. But that's why she's in my bottom two because the way she's being booked right I now. I know. And it's almost like they're like... They're over, it's like they're overriding it. Yeah. They're like, but well, wait, we can do this. And it's like, no, dude, Occam's Razor. Just keep it simple, yeah. dude. Just it, This isn't rocket science. And when you start trying to think too deeply into these. They're overthinking it with her. Some and, with yeah. her. It's like, let her just come just back, let, get established, get, get some yeah, wins. Yeah, because she's, 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 she's counted the lights, the lights twice since she's been back. And that, that's not that's not cool when she came back from that injury. The crowd's. The crowd is behind her, and they're gonna. And she had a good match with Basil. Yeah, and they're gonna dump. They're gonna dump on her real quick if you keep booking her like this. So that right. it's not on her; it's the booking of her. And number one is Seth Rollins. Quit being a douchebag. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All right, Bobby's bottom five. Oh, it's so tough because you know I respect all, what all these people do. Right. But um. All right, number five going backwards. I would have to say. My number five would be um, Rusev. Okay. Number four, lastly, number three, Lana. And that's how terrible that, <laughs> that fucking story is. is. Yeah. It's literally ruining... All three of them. And Raw. Like, yeah. And Because they keep writing it because people are just dumping on it. They're going, oh, it's getting a bunch of YouTube hits, so we have to keep letting it go. Right. But you know like, who gets a lot of the YouTube hits, too? is Justin Bieber. That doesn't mean it's good. No, and not only that, it's like they don't – they conflate heat. There's real heat, Xbox heat, go home heat. Yeah. Like all these different – and it's like people don't like it. People don't like it because it's a terrible it's story. Terrible, yeah. Lana can't deliver her lines. Uh-uh. Lashley's boring. If you saw her, and all we want is Rusev to actually get a good program because yeah. he's actually fucking he's good. cool. And you're pissed because he went over with Rusev Day and you didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the that's, that's why this is it. Yeah, and because he's got a hot chick, he's married to Lana. And yeah, that's why and they don't Rusev like it. Rusev is at number three, not because of his own. Because yeah, it's how he's of, been. Uh, yeah. Um, number two. There's like there's a couple, but I think like it's tough because I, I 
don't want to bury the WWE. I don't want all my bottom five to be WWE. Yeah, well, which is tough, right? So, I would have to say number two, Jim Cornette. Oh yeah, man, that thing. And the only reason he didn't make number one is because Seth Rollins. And let's talk about this Jim Cornette thing for really quick. We have to. We have to. But Jim Cornette is number two. And Seth Rollins is number, number one. one. And he's going to be number one for a while. Until so. he gets off TV and fixes his yeah. shit. So Jim Cornette. So as we know, Jim Cornette was, uh, he was commentating on NWA Power. And he said something like, Trevor Murdoch's the only person that can get out of Ethiopia with a bucket of fried chicken strapped on his back with a scooter. And people lost their fucking minds. And the thing is, I didn't get that upset. Because A, he's working. B, he's from the South. C, they could say... If, if people are getting mad about this, then they would have gotten mad when Bobby, when Jim J, Jesse Ventura was saying that Tito Santana after the match is going to go sell tacos in Tijuana. Dude, we laughed about Pace McConaughey. Like, yeah, when, yeah right? exactly. And that's the thing. Um, what we talked about is it should never have made it to the On, broadcast. Yeah. This They do not do a live show. It's pre-taped it's, for a while. And it's easy to edit that out. I don't Why think, didn't they? I don't think he should have gotten fired, but like we were saying, the editor should have been fired for that. Sure, because if, he, if he's if he's got to resign, then because whoever... in this day and age, you can't say shit like that. I understand, right. but I don't understand the outrage. You know, like I said, he's working, and if you can go back and watch Bubba Ray Dudley's uh, promo on Heat Wave '99 when he was in ECW, that whole promotion would have gotten shut down if they did that today. Because, yeah. but and that was ten times worse. I've seen people blow up for less. So, right. you know, I mean, that's all we're going to say about Cornette. And that's our top five, bottom five. Yeah, top five, bottom five. Boom. Next up, we have match of the week. So what we're doing is match of the week. We're just going to talk about a match that, you know, that I was I was watching. And, you know, I'll be, I watch a lot of wrestling and stuff like that. So we're going to go back in the archives. It's going to be go back to 2013. Jesus. Bound for glory. And it's a match between my boy AJ Styles and Bully Ray for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It's a no DQ match. And if you go back, just real back history, there's the Ace and Eights. They were running rough shot. AJ Styles was kind of like a lone wolf. And like he had, his, he had his back against the wall. The promotion was against him. Everyone was against him. And it was a great hard-hitting match. And Styles won. He won the title. And it was just something really, really fucking cool. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. You can check it out on Daily Motion. It's on there. I know you can check it out on Impact Plus. Give them the rub. You know, $7.99 a month. But it was a really good match. And you can see the dynamic between those two great wrestlers and how they put on just an awesome, awesome match. Indeed, indeed. We're coming down to the wire, obviously, with the 60-minute time limit. We're coming down to it. But we got some walkout music. Xander, what are you coming out to? So I'm changing it up. And this is like more down to this is down to me and not so much a character. It's by this uh, rapper called Young Wicked. And the song's called Keep It Pushing. And it's just all about... You know, what we do here um, with this podcast is keep on grinding. Even if we have a setback, we're going to keep moving forward. In our daily life, when we're working and shit gets hard, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to put our head down and we're going to like just keep moving forward to the grindstone. And you can just tell by the way this guy flows and what he's saying. You can hear that. And this is what I would come out to. And this would be like a tweener character for me. And you could hear it right now. Open up my eyes, man, they got me going crazy. I just did it, grind, killer, hustle on the daily. I just fit with the wicked, I'm a misfit from the land of the bravery. Never give up, cause that ain't the way my mama raised me. Thinking back to when it wasn't, no one ever listened. I was kicking freeze, that was ripping all your ribs. Went from killer Colorado to the murder me. Off all of them verses, I 
deep, I got up in it, living my life. I'ma keep ripping the mic. Whether you like or you don't, I'm off in my zone. Hoes, whatever you want. I'm sick of the rigmarole. I know it's obvious, no one is stopping the kid that is killing and kicking the flow. Zip up the body bag after I body him, and then I put your body in a hole. Shout out everybody that was there when I was broke. Things ain't always what they seem to be, and that is so true. I've been out here making all that shit that you can smoke too. Best believe I got the shit that really make your soul move. You wouldn't acknowledge me now, it's a comedy. Damn. Love it. Loving it. Um, obviously, like he said, we've had some changes, some speed bumps in the road. Um, I had a song, but the way things are going, I had one in my back pocket. And so I am mad. I'm coming out wearing all black. I'm not a heel. I'm not a face. I'm just an ass kicker. And I'm coming out to a song called Into the Water by Death Clock. Ooh, very good song. Yeah. And you'll know why now. And that's why Death Clock is the uh, largest economy in the world. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's called Metalocalypse. Death Clock, amazing. Um, big props to uh, all those Small. guys, Brendan Small, and uh, all those guys doing that. Very it was cool. always great. We had an opportunity. We were going to see them with Lamb of God at the Universal Amphitheater before it turned into Harry Potter Land. And unfortunately, um, Lamb of God had to defend themselves against some dirty Europeans, uh -huh. and we missed out. So yeah. super bummed on that, but love Death Clock. And that's why I'm coming up to that. Very cool. Very All right. Cool. Up against it. Time limit. Xander, what are we talking about inside the ring? Enlighten some fools. We're talking about the heel, baby face, dynamic, and the power of the turn for whoever turns. So, you know, as you know, in wrestling, you have heels and you have baby faces. The heels are the bad guys. The baby faces are the good guys. And it gets people excited about the match because it's a work. And so back in the day, you know, you had, the, I always say the best, Babyface is because of the heel that he fights, and you know what I mean. With the, usually, what happens back in the day is the crowd would turn you a lot. A lot of the times, your popular babyface wrestlers start off as heels because it's it's easier to get over when someone doesn't like you, especially now. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to get people to like you, so you always start off as a bad guy. And as the crowd relates to you, as the crowd gets more in tune to you, then that shows you how to turn heel. Like Hulk Hogan started off as a, a heel. And he became one of the biggest baby faces on the planet. And then he turned into one of the, the biggest, biggest heel on the planet. The train players and the vitamins. And then he became the NWO. And it just, I remember, it's still, I have goosebumps because it shocked me to the gills when he turned. Um, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was just, just a gnarly, shit-kicking asshole. And then the crowd that during the 90s was just like, you know, we don't like the Boy Scout, drink your milk, say your prayers, baby face. So the crowd started uh, rooting for Austin. And the, that fateful match at WrestleMania 13, when him and Bret Hart fought, Bret Hart was turning in. He was always your 
uh, white meat baby face and he was kind of bitching and moaning and the crowd was booing him. So in WrestleMania 13, Austin came out as the heel. Bret Hart came out as the face and the crowd was split. The cr and then the crowd was slowly cheering for Austin. And the, and the match was booked in that direction to where, you know, you saw Austin fighting from underneath and Bret Hart. And then Bret Hart ended up winning. Austin passed out in the sharpshooter. That face where he was bloody reaching for the rope and he passed out. And then Bret Hart was kicking his ass after the match. Ken Shamrock had to pull him off. The crowd was riddling Bret Hart with booze. Austin came up. He stood up by himself. He had Jim Ross going, Austin's a stud. And that just turned around this whole thing of Austin 316. And this is the problem that the WWE has right now is they don't listen to the crowd anymore. But hold on a second. The crowd is different now. Yeah, the WWE crowd is so... Well, the, well, they're in tune now because Smarky with the now. internet, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like when Roman, when they found out Roman, there's two things that happened with Roman Reigns. When they found out he was like the chosen one, and then when he got exposed for not being that good in the ring, the crowd dumped all over him. And instead of the WWE like changing directions and making him a heel, which they could have turned him into the baby face that they wanted eventually, they just kept pushing him as this like baby face that overcomes the odds and Roman Reigns is a 6'3", 260 pound guy. He's not overcoming any odds. He is the odds. You know what I mean? And so it's like the crowd's not buying it. And the thing is that the crowd, the, the WWE doesn't listen anymore. And that's why you have this like lukewarm reaction when people come out, which is not what you want. You know what I mean? The, only, the, the, the worst thing that could happen is no reaction. And the thing is when you hear the yeah, crowd, apathy is always, the yeah. Worst. And that's the thing. Like, you need to you need to listen to your crowd. This is what AEW but, right. But here's my question though, right? The crowd that is at an AEW show is different. Ooh, we're over the limit. We're over the. You know what I say? We're going into overtime. Go, yeah. Now, what time limit? My ass. Exactly. So but go ahead. No. So the crowd at AEW is so different. Yeah. They're so hot. They're so into it. They they want to boo. They want to cheer. They want to be involved. The crowd at a WWE match, it seems to be more, they want to, like, shit and be over the, like, yeah. they want to prove themselves to be correct uh, they wanna... over the product. Like, we're yeah. smarter. I and mean, that's not okay That's either. just not going to happen on December 30th, because no. we're gonna, the WrestleMania is fucking coming. We're going to be there. Yeah, the WrestleMania is coming. So that so. was inside the ring. And then um, we're going to go through just NXT TakeOver uh, predictions real quick. And then that'll be yeah, a wrap. Yeah, to finish it off. And just, just NXT. I don't yeah. care about Survivor Series. No, well, Survivor Series, I mean, really, what the match we're and most that, looking forward to is the AJ Styles, Roddy, Roddy and, and Nakamura. Um, yeah, Nakamura. And Nakamura hasn't got, like, they've kind of, um, we're going to look it up, like, NXT TakeOver. Cue, cue the Jeopardy music. Do, do, do. I just want to get on the Wikipedia and look It's tough. WWE wants to like pump a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. I just want the list. We got the list. So basically, all they've got now, um, super pumped on match number four. Honestly, Peter Doon, Killian Dane, Damian Priest is going to be fantastic. Gonna they be great built match. this and built this and built this. It's going to be really good. They're, they're like, the fight is in the contrast. Yeah. Right? Because you've got the bruiser weight and then you've got. Killian Dane, uh -huh. and then you got Damian Priest. Damian Priest with the it's just super. So good. I think Pete Dunn goes over. Pete Dunn, I think Pete Dunn goes over. It's about it's good. 
He is because he's the only the one that it'd be like a good contrast to him and Adam Cole. So it's just like because the winner of that goes to fight Adam Cole for the NXT title at Survivor Series. So right. Pete Dunn wins. Yeah. Matt Rule, Finn Balor. Finn Balor goes over. Finn Balor goes over because uh, Finn Balor just turned heel. But it's it's gonna be a good match too. Quite, quite possibly the match of the night. Yeah. Because Finn Balor, his first opportunity at a takeover, coming back. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude. It's going to be great. He's going to kill gonna be great. it. He's and Matt Riddle it. is... Matt, Matt Riddle is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, love this one. This is the... Um, war Games. The War Games. The Chompa versus Undisputed Era. Um, With um, their, their, uh, fourth, their fourth member to be announced. So, thir- fifth member to be announced. So Yeah, I'm confused about all of this, but I think uh, I think uh, Chompa's I table goes Ch- over. I think Chompa wins. Team Chompa wins. Right. And then the next one we have Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox and Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and yeah. Kaylee Ray. Team Ripley goes over. Team I, I want to say... I want Team Ripley to go over, but I think Dakota Kai is going to cost Team Ripley the match, so Team Baszler will go over, but that's just me. So. All right, real quick, before we say adieu, uh, let's just check out, because part of the problem with trying to predict the NXT is they're going to wrestle the next night, yeah. aren't they? And so the Wikipedia has these confirmed matches. Um so see, this is the thing. It's like so. I think here we go. Adam Cole goes over no matter who wins. No matter who, who wins. wins. Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Diamond Bryan. The Fiend goes over. AJ Styles, Nakamura, Roddy. I want Styles to win. I think he's going to win. Nakamura goes over because there's okay. interference from. And then the rest of this. Somebody wearing a propaganda T-shirt. Yeah. possibly. The rest of this I don't care about. Uh, the the Becky Lynch, Bailey, Shayna Baszler match. I hope Bailey goes over, but I don't think she will. Yeah, I think I, I think Baszler goes over. So here's my question: Looking at Survivor Series, um, does NXT end up going over versus the other two mat, uh, promotions in any match? I think the best one they have to go over on is Shayna Baszler, and then um, Adam. Or, well, that's that's an NXT match. It's Shayna Baszler, and I think the and I think Team. Do you think the Undisputed Era could go over? I think so. I think so. Versus yeah. Viking Raiders yeah. and New Day? I, I, I mean, New Day's not winning. No. I think Undisputed goes, Era goes over That's there. probably the one NXT yeah. that really probably goes over. Yeah. Baszler has a chance. I don't really think they will, though. All right. I think that... Um, I think there's a lot of shenanigans involved in some of these. Yeah. Like, again, when you look at... They're including all three rosters. There's a lot of people whose names aren't being called who have been involved in some storylines. So we'll see about that. But... Again, time limit my ass. That's the deal. Um, again, Xander and Bobby's Wrestleocalypse on YouTube. We're going to be pumping content on that. Um, you're going to start seeing some changes on the Twitter machine and whatnot. Uh, just be with us. And again, check out our boys, View from the Top Rope from Wisconsin. Uh, give them some love. Check out their, their network and what they're doing. They love wrestling just as much as yeah. ours. And um, that's a wrap for the side. Yours truly, Xander Hobbs. Our truly Bobby B in this, this life. life. Peace.